Tracy J. Hines, host of Love Talk. With me tonight, I have Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. Hey, Leslie, what's up? Hey, I wish Mother Nature would make up her mind because I feel like I'm trying to catch a cold. But other than that, hi, everybody. Hey, Terry. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm excited. Spring is on the way. It's coming. It's coming. Well, you know, here in Florida, it's spring all year long. So, but um, the days are getting longer for me. So that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. How's everybody's week? Good. I have a question for everybody. Come on. Twenty years ago, this month, we lost the famous rapper Biggie Smalls. Do you remember what you were doing around the time he was shot and killed? Nope. And maybe this is my generation, maybe, because when I heard that it was 20 years, I'm like, oh, my God, it's been that long. I remember exactly what I was doing when I found out he was shot. No, I cannot I, say that. He was definitely not in my uh, repertoire back then. Me either. I guess the, the reason why I bring it up is that, I mean, something something happened on Congress that Hakeem Jeffries, who represents Brooklyn, got up on the Senate floor and talked about Biggie Smalls. I'm like, when does that ever happen in politics? And he had a big picture and everything. And then it just made me reflect um, where I was. My girlfriends and I, we were in the mall. I was 30. And it, it it was devastating to hear that Biggie Smalls got shot. I mean, he was one of our great rappers. But I know you ladies don't do rap like I do. So that was just my <laughs> question of the week. I'm well, anything guy. goes in politics now. Anything goes in politics now, so I'm not surprised that somebody's standing up on the floor talking about Biggie Smalls. Nothing in politics surprises me these days. I thought it was very appropriate, the way he spoke. He was very eloquent. It was very appropriate. And like you said, it's just... I think from his district. So, you know, I think he wanted to mm-hmm. get props for that made that district. He put that district on the map. Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he wanted to give props to the people that, you know, made that part of Brooklyn, Queens, New York, uh, popular. Yeah, so that was my little uh, flashback from last week. I just thought it was interesting that it was 20 years. It seems like it, seems like it was a short time ago, and then it seems like it was forever. So, Yeah, 20 years. I can barely remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, so there's really no way that I'm going to remember what I was doing 20 years ago. But it does not seem like that much time has passed since we lost him. Not at all. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I was um, out and about doing what I do. And obviously I talk to people all the time. I've said this a hundred times. All the time I talk to people. I tell people that I write poetry, that I have a, a, a podcast, and we talk about love all the time. And yesterday um, I was sitting in a restaurant at a community table where they sit anybody and anybody who wants to sit there. And so we had a community conversation about love. And the mix was um, Cuban, uh, me, African-American. There was an East Indian couple there that was on their first date, which I thought was interesting. Um, There was a Brazilian and another African-American male. And um, the East Indian couple asked, what is love? And I thought, uh-oh, here's my topic for our show. What, what is love? How, how, do, how do you define love? Clearly, love is different for everybody. You know, it's not the same. But I do think there are some basics that, that get wrapped up in love or in loving someone. So um, I'm just curious what you guys think love is and how do you define love for yourself? Anybody want to take that on? I think love takes on many different avenues depending on who's the other person or if if I'm loving myself. Like, it depends on who I'm in the relationship with and what my expectations are because I have expectations. Do I always articulate that expectation? No. And that's where things get into trouble. But for me, love is something that's reciprocal. I'm giving it and I expect it back. Uh, love to me is 
so many things. Um, I think love, as Leslie has said before, is definitely a lot of work. Um, but then the the other part of me says love shouldn't really be a lot of work at all because you should just be free when you are, are loving. Um, so I'm kind of torn. That's a it's a very complicated question, but. If I had to say it in the context of the relationship that I've been in for the last 28 years, love has definitely worked for me. Love is is patience, requiring a lot of patience. Love is not about you all the time. Love yeah. is mm-hmm. about the other person that you are in relationship and you claim to love. Um, that took me a long time to figure out or to accept that, you know, because I always wanted to think love was about me being happy, but love is really not about me being happy or being selfish at all. It's about what am I doing to make sure that other person feels joy or that we feel joy when we're together. So that's that's, that's exactly what I think. You know, when when I said before, there's some basic things, you know, and that's where it begins with the basics. You know, yes, it, it, it requires work, but it's not work, I don't think, where it's this laborsome thing because then I don't think it's right. But when I say work, you have to first be able to think about someone other than yourself always, you know. You have to be able to be more of a giver than a receiver. And it goes both ways. If you're both doing these things, then there's some happy median in the middle where you find joy, you know, having empathy for the person who, who, who you're with and compassion and, and understanding, all of those things kind of intertwine together. And that's where I think the work begins, is in learning how to be considerate of someone else. You know, but most of us start out fairly selfish, you know. It's really about me, 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 me. What can I get? What do I want? Like you said, Terry, and, and patience. You know, and, and trying to figure out how to fit that in to your loving relationship. I mean, and it's, it goes across every relationship that you have. When you look at a relationship, you know, the parent has for the child, you know your parents had to have some patience with us, with you. You know, that you just have to. And as parents, you know that as raising children, they're learning along the way. You have to have patience in order for this relationship between you and your children to grow. So that patience goes through every loving relationship that there is. You know, mother, father, uh, siblings to siblings, friends to friends. Those are the basic things that I think people forget when they're when they're working on a loving relationship. I don't know. I I think that we discussed this like some weeks back, and I think that you have to put yourself on the top of that list and love yourself first. When you talk about parent relationships. When we are first born, they're our first teachers. They're the ones that teach us how to love ourselves, love how we are in relationship. Like I, I always proclaim, I'm a daddy's girl, so I know that a man is supposed to treat me a certain way because my father taught me that. So I, there's certain selfish qualities about love that I think is okay. Yes, when you get into a relationship, you have to learn how to be giving more of yourself. But if you go into that relationship not loving yourself, then you're giving up sometimes too much than, you're, than you should be giving up. You're trying to appease somebody and you haven't figured out how to love yourself. And then that's when it starts to become out of balance, out of whack, because it is a balance that you're trying to strike. I don't think of love, loving myself being selfish sometimes. Sometimes you do have to pull back. You have to love yourself before you can start giving and getting into relationships with other people because then you get lost in that relationship. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the foundation of self-love has to be there. It has to be there. I don't know that um, self-love is selfishness. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's a bit of it in there, but I don't know what part that plays. So, you know, that's interesting. I don't think selfishness has to be a negative connotation. You can be selfish with your time sometimes. Sometimes you need to go in the room, go to the door, and, and, and lock yourself away from everything that is distracting you. And some people may think of it as being a selfish mean, but sometimes you just need that downtime. You need to decompress. You need to be able to start loving on yourself. So I don't necessarily agree. I don't necessarily say that Self-love is selfish in a bad way. I think selfish can be good sometimes. 
Because once I come out of that room and I've restored myself, now I'm renewed. to pay attention to you. Right. You, you feel like a renewal. So you, do you agree that um, empathy has a part to play in, 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 in developing the relationships, the loving relationships? Oh, definitely. I, you definitely have to be able to put yourself, if you can, it's hard to do, Put yourself mm-hmm. in the person's shoes. Put yourself in the other person's situation and try and see try and see the situation from their point of view, which is very hard to do, especially when it's a male-female relationship because we don't even think the same. Females don't think like males. So a male trying to put himself in a female situation and, you know, think about all the emotions like, that he's going right. through, um, it's hard. But, yeah, I think it, it helps... Um, grow the relationship. I hope it um, helps with each person um, loving that person more because you can see it from a different perspective or you do see it from my point of view. I think people as a whole in this country struggle with empathy because they relate empathy with being weak. So, yeah, Leslie, I think the I, same thing. I do. I you, think when you when, you when you show compassion and empathy, you know, you think that that makes you weak. You're not tough, or you feel insulted. It's some kind of weakness. I think that we have it wrong. I do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, and I, I, you know me. If you don't know me, I'm very political. I watch all the stuff. I'm not an expert. I don't claim to. I can't digest it and break it down and explain it the way the pundits do. But I watch a lot of stuff. And a couple of weeks ago, our president was talking to the Congress, and they had a woman there whose husband lost his life in a battle recently, and there was a Mm -hmm. standing ovation for her. And I just watched Ivanka Trump, the president's daughter, standing back. Like, this woman is showing all kinds of emotions. She's crying. She's praying. She's breathing deep. She's really struggling. And she's standing mm-hmm. back, giving that polite little pause, like, what is that emotion she's showing, that crying? Like, um, I'm just going to stand here and clap. Like, I you to just maybe hug her. Give a little hug. Maybe you don't right. understand right. because your husband didn't die, but she's going through something right here. And she's standing off like everybody else with that polite little applause. And I'm like, this is crazy. And, I and think that's, that's a clear example of lacking empathy. Yeah, yeah. That's a clear example of lacking a little bit of empathy. You may not be able to totally relate to what someone else is going through or how they're feeling or what emotions are being stirred. You may not be able to totally relate. But being able to understand and say, you know, I hear you. You know, I, I know, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm sure that could that hurts or something. But people don't have empathy. And like you said, they associate that with weakness, I think. I think they or do. even if it's not weakness that they associate it with, it's almost a fear, like whatever that pain that that person is exhibiting, they don't want it to come to them. And I, I don't want to feel that. Whatever she or he's experienced, I don't want to feel that. So being empathetic, you kind of will feel it, and you may experience it from a different lens, but a lot of people shy away from that empathy because I don't think they want to know that pain or that feeling. So it's better to stay away from it. So in your 30 and 28 years of marriage, how is your level of empathy? Do you guys display empathy, you think? And you think that it holds a very heavy weight in how to keep everything together? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would get an A or even a B on that. I'm probably. I would rate myself a C on empathy. Um, I'm not sure. It's hard for me to even think how a man deals with situations. So I'm. Not, I'm going to use the excuse that I'm not a man. Um, yes, I'm well, yeah. Some people excuses for me giving mm-hmm. myself. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't rate myself good on being empathetic. Um, I definitely could do better in that area. I think I do empathy. I think I, I, without trying to brag, I think I do it pretty good. In my relationship with my husband, when it's like time for me to really pay attention to what he's saying to me, I, I hear him. 
I can hear it with that empathetic ear if he's struggling or if he's going through something and, 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 and I really need to hone in on what he's saying to me. I think I hear it. I can only go based on what he would say, how he receives it. I've been in situations where I think I was empathetic enough and it wasn't a love relationship, but I know based mm-hmm. on the response that I got, somebody got it. Somebody felt me. Somebody knew what I was trying to give them in that moment. And an example of that is a young man where I work came to, the, came to my office. And you can look at him visibly. And I'm a people person, so I'm looking at you. And he's like a young man. I would put him like in his late 20s, mid-30s, and he's visibly like stressed, pissed. I can see it. He wasn't angry. He wasn't over, overtly doing anything crazy that would cause attention to himself. But he was struggling with something. And apparently mm-hmm. he had to leave the job. I don't know if he was asked to leave or I don't know if he was, um, if he voluntarily left. But he got this letter from our our office, and it asked him to do something very specific. And so he was asking about the letter. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. What's going on with you? And I said, you don't have to tell me about your situation. I, to this day, I still don't know how he was asked to go. But I can tell that you're struggling. So what's going on with you? And then he started to tell me a little bit. I said, listen, just know whatever you're going through in this moment right this second, it's here to teach you something. It's not here to harm you. It's not here to destroy you and take you under where you might think it is. And you're going to learn from this, whatever it is, and you're going to grow. And that's all I said to him. Like I said, I didn't go into the gory details I don't because that's not my department. It's not my area. But I did tell him what I felt in that moment because I felt whatever he was going through. And, you know, I, I, I gave a good him my information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave him my information, and that night he sent me an email. He just said, I'm glad you were there that day. Thank you so much, Mrs. Lee. And I knew that whatever it is that I was trying to convey in that moment, he felt it. He got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, there's a lot of that, I think, missing. You know, people don't hear you. They they really don't hear you. They hear what you're saying. They see your lips moving, but they don't hear it, and they don't process and see how whatever's going on is affecting you. Is consideration the same thing as empathy, or is it a little different? I think it's different. Me too. Yeah, I think it's different. I, I think consideration, I definitely am considerate. I try to be considerate considerate, and to be um, um, in the moment when I'm talking to people. I think the reason I may struggle with empathy is I think I overanalyze things a little too much. I think in order to really be empathetic, you really just need to, in the moment, be able to just react to those emotions and, um, like I said, put yourself in that person's shoes. And I'm, I'm probably just a little too analytical. I'm trying to, you know, think about what I'm going to say next. I'm trying to, okay, what, where is this person coming from? I got too many things going on, and it's... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to be real. Um, but consideration, consideration is I hear you. Um, right now I'm listening to you, but am I empathetic? Can I really put myself in your shoes? I think that might be hard for me. Not that I don't do it, but, you know. You struggle. Like you said, you struggle. Yeah. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm empathetic. I do. I think I can have empathy. Depending on the situation, I should say that, because there's some things I just, like sickness, people that are like a little cold and sneezing, I really, skin tissue, I have no empathy for that. But I'm not feeling well right now. Is that how you you feeling about me right this second? Well, you say you're not feeling well. Let me ask you, what is it that's bothering you? My Hmm? clients are dripping, my throat hurts. And yes, I've blown my nose several times. I've taken an antihistamine. I've taken some Motrin to take off the edge and the achiness. You ain't got no consideration for me right now? Um, there's not a lot of empathy. I'm going to give myself a C on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a C minus. Maybe a C minus. Horrible. It's not that I don't love you. It's just like, you know, I have sinuses too. You need heavier drugs. That's all it is. Heavy drugs, I need to find you out and be good in the morning. 
empathetic people to treat me so that when I go to the doctor, they can hear me with empathy, not like, oh, you got one of those like everybody else, so let me treat you like everybody else. <laughs> so what, what, would an empathetic, what would an empathetic person's response be, Leslie? Help us out. Yeah, let's have that. An empathetic mm-hmm. person would probably give me some pointers because if you have sinuses that have dripped, and everything that I just named off that I did, if you've done something different to help your drippiness, or just to let me know that, you know what, it's going to be all right. You're going to ride it out. You're going to be fine. I know I'm going to be fine, but I'm just saying it. So I just told you, you need having a drug. That's not good enough. I, I said it's yeah, too hard. Name the drug. Name the drug. I've already told you I took an antihistamine. I took a Claritin D. And I took a Motrin. Go on to tell me, like, you know what, that combination didn't work for me, but this is what I tried. Give me more. Okay. Tell me what you did. How about this? I will work on it, my empathy. How about that? And it depends on the scenario. You know, I'm more empathetic about other things. And what did you say, Gary? Going back. We're going to work on that, Leslie. <laughs> going back to your question about consideration and empathy. Consideration, is a, a to me, is something that you got to be willing to share of yourself because now you got to consider something that you may have to give up to be considerate. You may have to give up some of your time. You may have to give up the way you think about something to be considerate of somebody else. Empathy, you're just trying to feel what they feel. Exactly. I think consideration is definitely different. You have to be willing to give up something. So, so far I see like there's three basic things that we all kind of agree on that is necessary in this loving relationship. Um, different levels of thinking a little bit less of, of for yourself, thinking so much about yourself, um, empathy and consideration. There was one more thing that I, I thought about, but I couldn't, I can't remember at this moment. So we'll just move on and see if something else comes at the moment. If you look up the definition of love in the Bible, First Corinthians says love is patience, Love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrong. So, I'm working think, on that. Yeah, Leslie and I did say that we do keep score. So, yep. love is not to keep record of wrongs. And unfortunately, that's another thing that I struggle with is I do keep score. Um, so, yeah, that's an issue. I, I, we, I need to work on the empathy, and I need to work on keeping no record of wrong. That's hard. Keeping no record is hard. Keeping no record is hard, I think. I think a lot of people may struggle with that because you just feel like, well, if you did this, you know, I'm going to remind you, and now, you know, it's my turn to do something. It, it, it's kind of like that tit-for-tat thing that goes on. And, and then that never ends. visualize it as, you know, you see something real horrific, be it ugly, funny, whatever. Once you see it, you can't unsee it again. It's there. Now, we're right. lessening in time, yeah, but once you see something, once you experience it, you can't unexperience it. And that's where the scorekeeping comes from me. It's, it's not easy. It's, it's definitely not easy. I was not married nearly as long as you two ladies, but it was not easy while I was in it. And any relationship that I've had after my marriage, it's not easy. I want to believe that I'm not a scorekeeper. But somewhere in the back of your head, I'm thinking about it. I'm definitely thinking about it. I'm thinking, hmm. You, you, you know where to get it. You filed it. And if you need it, you you know where to go in your filing cabinet in your head to go get that. Mm-hmm. So yep. let me ask you this, Terry. Um, if you're keeping score, based on that scripture you just read, does that mean that you're not really loving a person? Let's answer that when we come back from break, okay? All right. All All right. We got, let's take five minutes and uh, think about what we're going to answer that question with. Oh 
Baby, oh. 
This is Love Talk for Everyday People. Welcome back. Your hosts, Tracy J. Hines, Leslie Lee, and Terry Saleh. When we left, we were talking about love and trying to define what love is and all the different basic things that go into loving people. And Terry gave us a scripture that told us what love is. And um, my question to her was, so according to the Bible, if you keep record, meaning keeping score about what your other one does or doesn't do, does that mean you don't really love the person? And Terry was going to answer after the break. What, what do you say, Terry? Um, well, I think that scripture is the ultimate definition of love. And if you are living just a perfect uh, life, you are loving that person. And for me, I can't say that because I keep record of wrongs that I don't love my husband. I definitely love him, but I'm definitely not practicing the highest level of love. There's definitely areas for improvement for me. And I guess the first thing is recognizing that (laughs) I need to improve and then working on that thing. But, yeah, I, I can't say I don't love my husband because I'm keeping record of it. Okay. All right. So so read the scripture again, please. Okay. First Corinthians uh chapter four chapter thirteen, verse four. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. All right. So this is the highest, according to the Bible, of recognition of love. If you fail at any one of those things, it doesn't mean you don't love your significant other. It just means that you need work in the area in order to reach the highest level. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely say my husband is definitely a person that's easily angered. Like, you know, he has a quick temper, but I don't think that means because he has a quick temper with me sometimes that he doesn't love me, I think it's just something, you know, you go to anger management or, you know, you know, you got to check yourself or put yourself in time out before you say something. It's just things that I think, I think it's the ultimate definition of love and we all should strive to do all these things, patience, kindness, not envying, not boasting, being not rude or selfish. Um, but yeah, not about Jesus, you know. So right, nobody's perfect. So. Yeah. Well, so, let, me, let me ask let me ask you, Mary, you old married people, this, okay? So, do you love your husband in degrees? Like the first five years, you really loved him, and the second, the next five years, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm so crazy in love with him. Like, do you love him in degrees? And now that you're in 28 and 30 years, like you're just doing flips all over the place, or are you more like, eh, you know, he's there. What what degrees? Do you have degrees in your love? I never compartmentalize my love. If I'm saying that word right, compartmentalize. I don't put it in sections and dice it up and and try to figure it out because I'm too busy living this life. I never gave Uh it much thought. I've never given it much thought. I can tell you that in the beginning years, it's definitely different than it is now. There was more of that puppy love that can't get enough of each other, passion and you know, can't wait to see him type thing. And then, you know, when the kids are growing up, it's a different kind of experience. Like, I just love the way he's growing into the leader of this family. And then now that the kids have grown, it's something different. But I never took the time to, to categorize it in stages. I'm just living this life. hmm Yeah, well, I, I don't think know if I would say it's been in stages. Um, I think it's been a steady love. I think um, that as you do grow older, as Leslie said, it's a more mature love. We definitely have less fights now than we did when we were in our 30s and our early 40s. We, um, we're just more mature. We, we don't fight over the same things that we fought over before. It was petty stuff. And now it's kind of like, you know what? I'm too old for that nonsense. We're going to let that go. I'm going to turn the other cheek. And I'm not Mm -hmm. even going there because I don't even have time for the nonsense tonight. Whereas when you're in your 20s and 30s, I guess you have the energy and the bandwidth to fight over something 
as silly as you told me you were going to do this and you didn't do it. Um, not that that's not a serious thing enough to fight about, but sometimes it is real petty stuff that you're fighting over. Um, I also think you're not as, as you get older, worried about um, whether the person truly loves you. You've been together for a long time, so you can spend more time apart, I think, and still know that, you know, when the person walks through the door, they're still yours, if that makes any sense. Meaning, I could go a weekend without seeing uh, my husband um, now, and it'd be like, cool, versus 20s and 30s. I'm wondering, okay, what's he doing, and, you know, why am I not where he is? I think you're a little right. more comfortable in your space as the love matures. I don't I think, think it's the great the love. I don't think that's <laughs> my sandwich is real wide for the petty. I think I have a lot of growing up to do. We just have. Are oh, you still got the sandwich for the petty? Okay. What? Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong. I was out of the house one day. My husband decided to clean the bathroom, which is a great thing. I love him for that. I come home, the next day I want to wash my hair, and my shampoo is no longer in the shower. What the hell? What in the entire ham sandwich is going on that my stuff is not in the bathroom when I'm ready to wash my hair? Oh, you're in the shower, soaking wet, ready to go, and your stuff is not there? Yeah. And then he's telling me that, you know, he moved it because he thought it'd be better, it's a better space for it, you know. I'm like, if I get to move in his razor and the things that he uses when he's in the shower, that would be a problem. So I think my bandwidth is real wide for that pettiness. Still, don't. So you fought over that? You had to fight over that? We discussed it. He had to apologize because I had to let, that bothered me. What are you trying to say? My stuff is in the way, but yours isn't? <laughs> Yeah, and um, I guess, yeah, if that's important to you, you definitely need to address it. I'm talking about, you know, we've had fights where it got to the point where, you know, the cops were almost getting ready to be called. I'm talking about those type of knockdown, yeah, yeah. drag out, you know, tear up the house type fights. We had those a lot more in our 20s and 30s over stupid stuff. Um, things that started off real small and then we brought up every other transgression that happened, even though we, they were supposed to have been dealt with. You know how you bring up everything. You pulled out your list. You pulled out your list because yeah. you were keeping it full, right? Exactly. exactly. All that stuff that I thought, you know, was supposed to have been in the past, I pulled it back up. I just don't do that anymore. I, I'm at a place now where it's like, you know what? I don't have the time for that now. I don't have the bandwidth for it. Oh, I because that was a lack of consideration. Tell me you're going to yeah. use it, and then I can offer you a different suggestion. How about if I move the bottle here, or let me decide they're in the way? No, I don't wash my hair every day. And no, I, they, they weren't taking up that much space. But don't you decide. Let me decide. So going back to these degrees, I think that there are degrees, but I think there's only one love. I don't think the degrees are in your marriage or all of that. I think the degrees are in the different loving relationships that you have. You know, there's a certain loving relationship that a child and a parent shares, friends share, siblings share, cousins share. So that's where I think the degrees come when it comes to love. I think there's only one love, and it includes everything that we heard from First Corinthians. But the degrees change in the different relationships. That's where I think the degrees are. So that that's pretty interesting. but. Um, Fighting is not an issue for me. What? In in this society, there's not too many people out there practicing that highest degree of love because it's all all in the atmosphere. There's not a lot of love. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, you know. And and love is individual, you know. Where you come from, what your background is, will determine how you love. I I don't think that Leslie loves the best way ever, or Terry does, or I do. It's perspective of people. But I think there are some basic things within those loving relationships that we talked about that will make the, the relationship better. That's my opinion, you know. Maybe fighting and knocking out is what makes it good for some people, but... 
that wouldn't work for me. I don't know. Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> don't touch my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. Is that the you one thing? Fall out of love. You just kind of, you no, know, you fall out of love. Yeah, you're just done with him for the day. Yeah, but, yeah, right. And so he apologized. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Well, what is the ground for falling out of love? You know, what 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 is it that your your man's gonna do that's gonna make you be like, you know what? I can't love you anymore. I'm done with you. What, what is that that's gonna make you do that? I can't say. I'd have to catch me if I'm there, and I can expound on it. I'm not there yet. I don't know what it would take. I don't know if it would be as simple as toothpaste or as serious as I don't know. You know me, my grounds, if we get evicted or we get a car repoed, I have an issue with that. That's that's very serious for me. I'm very serious about that. It's never happened to me in my lifetime, and I don't expect it to happen to me now. But that's very serious for me. But I don't know. I haven't been there, so I don't know if that would be it for me. And I don't know if I would actually be able to say I've fallen out of love with the person. I mean, I can drop you like a bad habit real quick if you do something that I don't like. That doesn't mean I don't love you anymore, but I can, you know, quickly dismiss you from my life if you do something. I'll love you from a distance, meaning, you know, maybe I'll talk to you when I feel like it. I'm not sure if I could just fall out of love. I think I just, you know just don't have you in my life anymore. Leslie, I'm going to go back to your statement. If we get evicted or if we get a car repoed, um, I just want to make sure you're not saying that um, money dictates love. No. Because we struggle together in love. love. Okay. Uh, Security for me is part of that love package. My home so maybe you get evicted and you lose your car, but you get a nice, cute little apartment that he rides the bus no. with you on. And you're well, maybe if that, I, like I said, I don't know because I haven't experienced that. But that going through that, that lack of detail, something happened. Like, you don't get evicted because you miss one, two, three payments. You get evicted because you miss a whole hell of a lot. So what's going on? What are we not communicating? And you're making me insecure. So it's not about the eviction or it's not about the losing of the car. It's about the lack of communication on how we got here to begin with. Correct. Because by the time you got there, you're missing so much. You haven't discussed a lot. A lot has happened by the time the eviction comes. All right. So let's just take this one step further. Someone gets hurt and they can't work and you're struggling and you know the steps that it took to get where you're going. You have a different mindset or is it still the same thing? This totally different I'm mindset. I'm totally about the yeah, the the Good. lack of discussion and the immaturity that goes into just not paying your bill. I can't handle that. Illness right. illness, sickness, that's something totally different. And and then we have to address it from that perspective. I mean, and, and with if my you're responsible through the whole process and you're communicating and we are struggling together, I'm your ride or die. But if you're taking the rent money and going and buying new shoes and carrying on like a fool, exactly. who's the problem? Okay. Just, if we're in over our head and we, we both walk down that street in over our head, like I never try to make it seem like it's just that one person. I don't never say that it's just my husband. I was complicit in it too. But the mm-hmm. fact that we don't discuss it and it just keeps piling on and piling on. Then it's something bigger than just getting evicted. Right. Right. There's yeah, a lot I think too- a lack of effort. I, I need to, you need to show that there is effort, effort in this relationship. As we always said, love is work. And so it's called effort. We expect you to be working just as hard as I am. It's not always going to be 50-50. But yeah, you you gotta put in the the work. Yeah, and I I think it's crazy that somebody in a relationship can step out and blame that other person for everything that goes wrong. That is crazy to me because of the fact that you both were in this relationship and something the signs were there. Like I keep saying, maybe subtle, maybe overt, but signs were there 
So when it gets to that place where you both have to make a decision to leave the marriage, it can't just be one person's fault. What was your your responsibility in it as well? Because people yeah. like to sit back and find fault and blame and point a finger, but they never want to look in the mirror and say, what did they do to contribute to it? I've known people like in my parents' generation, it made no sense, but they divorced. I don't know the reason behind it, but obviously mm-hmm. something happened. But you think that people, once they get past a certain age, a certain place in their life, that that would not be an issue for them, but it happens. I've seen it a few times where people have been married for 30-plus years, and they divorce. Yeah. Well, my divorce was out of cheating. That's 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 a deal breaker for me, you know. Once, I, I'll forgive you. You know, but, you know, if it becomes a habit, then you're not really committed to me or this relationship anyway. So there's no point in this. There's, there's no point in this. And, and when he's committed to you and he just doesn't know how to mature in that other aspect of his life. Maybe he wants to be married to you, but he does hasn't figured out how to mature in that other aspect of his life. Yeah, well, and then what did I do, right? I gave him 13 years to figure it out, and then we said, let's reconcile and try again. And guess what? He still did the same thing. So, you know, he hadn't figured it out. (laughs) He hasn't figured it out. It takes some of us a lot longer. There's a lot of people running around here, old folks, and still don't know how to act. So I I I told you, sorry, I had a family member on his deathbed. Two women were still biding for his attention. I was like, damn it, he can't even die. This thing is still going on. Tracy, when you found out that he was cheating, did you fall out of love? I didn't, Terry. I didn't. See, I told you before that I'm the kind of chick that once I decide to love you, that's for life. Now, there are different levels or the degrees, if you will, of my love for you. I may not be in love with you, but I love you. You know, I, I have love. There's a place in your heart for me because at one time it was good. So, no, I didn't fall out of love. Was I mad as hell? I was mad as hell. I was angry. I didn't want to talk to him. But deep down somewhere inside, there was still love. And and there will always be love. It's the father of my children, you know. So I yeah, never talked ill will of him or anything like that, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to fall out of love. It's, you know, I agree with you. Once you're in love or once you love a person... You're, it's almost forever. Yeah, I mean, some people don't. I think that if you if you can fall out, now this may be, you know, may strike a chord, but I think if you can fall out, that you never were in. That's, you never were fully committed to that love. That's, no, I think that if you fell out, it's just that you're at a place where you cannot tolerate anymore. Whatever it was, it's no more. And if you fell out of love, it could be that it was dangerous or harmful. But does that mean you don't fall out of love? love. It means you don't love him? You can fall out of love. I think that depending on the circumstances, some people can fall out of love. And I don't know if they go into a different degree, like I'll love you from a distance. You punch me in my eye, I might not love you anymore. (laughs) You repeatedly punch me in my eye, I might have to stab you. So at some point, I don't love you. I don't like the behavior, and I don't love you. So people can fall out depending on the circumstances. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. I, I mean, you um, we'd have to be in the midst of the situation to really determine that. Yeah, you have to put yourself. You have to really be in that situation. I think it's hard to determine. I mean, I, yeah, I, I remember when I was in high school. Not, no, right after high school, some friends of ours, their parents separated because the mother, and I'm not naming no names in it or anything, the mother fell out of love and ran across somebody from her past and married that guy, but it broke up a family unit. She fell out of love. Hmm. Now, I don't know the story. I don't know the history behind it, but it happened. It happens. It, it does happen, but I don't know. I back to that, you're, you're missing something, you're lacking something, and then here's this person that's the old familiar 
and he's saying all the things you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can love the people at the same time. I'm convinced of that. I'm definitely convinced of that. I I, I have no problem. I think there's a difference that. of being in love and just loving someone. There's, there's a difference in those two. So what's the difference? Diff- Break it down. I wish I could. Let me try. Let me try. Someone that I'm in love with is the present for me. That's the person that I think about when my eyes are closed, that I lay down and go to bed and I think about that person. That's the person that I want to share my life with. That's the person that I like what they do. I like them as a person. I want to be around them. I want to be in their presence. I get the little butterflies in my stomach when I think that I'm going to meet them or they're going to come over or I'm going to go over. That's the person I'm in love with. The person that I love is somebody that I once had those feelings for and those feelings have faded away for whatever reason. And now, because we did have a good time at one time, I have love in my heart for them. The same feelings that I have for the father of my children. I love the man, you know. He is the father of my children. I love him. Anybody that that I've dated or we were hot and heavy, you know, I was with another guy for six years. You all know who he is. I have love in my heart for him. We had a good time together. Just because we didn't stay in love, I don't lose the love I have, but I'm no longer in love. Does that make sense? But in a long-term relationship, and we discussed it, that newness wears off. That fluttery feeling wears off. What if you just don't break up with that person? And you're not still getting that same newness, the fluffy feeling of he's coming home now and I'm here expecting him. And you're in a long-term relationship. That that changes. Those Feelings change in a long-term relationship. You don't have that same puppy dog love 12 years in. I don't think it's a puppy dog love, butterflies in your stomach. I don't I don't define that as puppy, puppy love. I, I just, if it's not a butterfly in your stomach, it's something else that's going on internally, emotionally. God damn. When you see, <laughs> when you see your significant <laughs> other, <laughs> you're so stupid that it makes you happy. I mean, I've seen you, okay? I've seen you when your man walks in and he looks good. Oh, yeah. I've seen the way you look at him. So you may not have the butterflies in the stomach, but you've got something going on where there's that attraction. So that's not puppy sure. love. That's because you're still in love with him. That's what that is. I don't, it doesn't matter that you've been together for 30 years. You're still in love so with what him. Are you, with the people that you classify as the ones that you'll love forever, but you're not in love with them, what do you do with that emotion? Where does that go? Do you think about that person at any time in your life? Like what that person that you just it just didn't work out, but you'll always love them. Where does that emotion go? It's in there. It's just in your heart. It's just in your heart. And maybe I'm unique, Leslie, at that, but I just love beyond measure. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But I once I decide that I love you, it's for life. It's for life. That's that's just the way I'm made. I don't know how to change that, you know. And it's I don't act on it. I'm not because I'm not in love with him. The only thing that I act on are the people that I feel that I'm in love with. That's what I act on. I know that we always had this long-standing joke. Whenever we change jobs, we have to purge that data from the previous job because you don't want to bring it into your new job. So I feel like in those love relationships, at some point, you got to purge that data. You can't, I mean, not that you can't, because you do, and that's your experience. But I don't know what I would do with that emotion from somebody that I was in love with and I no longer am in a relationship with, but it's somewhere in my heart. I'm purging that because I need to think about moving on and loving myself and, 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 and be accepting and willing to go into another relationship. So I have to purge that old, that relationship that I once had. I, I attribute it to like having that job. Like I can't remember what database that I used at my old job and I'm going to learn this new system. I, and, and that's the wonderful thing about love is that each of us love differently. There's some basic common things that we need to have in our loving relationships, but the beautiful thing is that we are free to love how we want to love. I'm not going to love like you or Terry, and neither of you are going to love like me. The people that I have love for in my heart, I'm not hanging on to a whim or a hope. I've already purged, and I've moved past, and I'm able to still love. You know, I don't know how I'm able to do it. I don't know why I'm able to do it, but it happens. 
you know, and I move on. You know, my first love, I still have love for him. Are you kidding me? When I see him, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't remember. Oh, my gosh, how much fun. I still have love for him. You know, I'm not in love with him, but I still have love for him. I, I just, it's just the way it is. It's the way I do it. I don't know. I don't know any other way. Tracy is oh a multi-tasker. She can multi Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, you're usually multitasking, huh? <laughs> yes, you're a multitasker. I don't know. I, I don't know. So you, you guys, there's nobody else that you love? Like, how do you... What happens to the people? You just, okay, I don't love you anymore. It's over. No, I think it just is it, maybe the best word is faded. It's faded because you don't spend time with that person anymore. You don't may not even see that person anymore. You know, all you have is memories. So for certain people, uh, past loves, past relationships, maybe it just fades away. I have a past relationship. If I ever saw him to this day, I would run him over with my car. <laughs> See, you're still holding on to anger there. I don't hold on to the anger. I don't feel like I'm not talking about that kind of relationship, Leslie. I'm not talking. I'm talking about ones that where you still, you know, maybe it possibly ended um, mutually, you know, on good terms, and you know, you can still actually see that person without wanting to run them over with a car. Yeah, well, you know, the problem for me, and that's a whole other story in that particular relationship, and I'm going back to high school, so it was juvenile anyway, but for me, I had a boyfriend, but he didn't have a girlfriend, and then he did something. So that was not love. I'm just making a joke, but I don't know what I'd do with all that old... Hey, ladies, you know, based on this topic... Based on this topic tonight, I want to read a poem that I wrote a while back. I don't know when I wrote it, but it's called True Love. So let me just throw this out there. L-O-V-E. Such a simple word of only four letters. Oh, dear God, what could be better? L-O-V-E. Short in stature, but tall in meaning. Easily stated, but hardly penetrated. Love is caring and sharing boldly without fear. Unconditionally, my dear. L-O-V-E. Compromise and compassion should be worn like fashion. Honest and trust is a must, not all this commercial lust. L-O-V-E. Loving someone is a choice, your choice to hoist yourself to another level where you can reveal in the delight of what God intended. No pretending. L-O-V-E. True love. This is Love Talk. Love Talk for everyday people with your hosts, Tracy J. Hines, Leslie Lee, and Terry Saleh. Thank you for listening. Good night, ladies. Good night. Good night. You say you wanna love me, cause that's what I need. But I ain't sure if that's what you're here for. Say I can trust you And I wanna believe I hear your words But my heart needs to see I can't see myself Waking in the morning with someone else But I can't tell If it's love I need to know So I'm Cruising in the evening breeze To clear my mind Take my I'm gonna